Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Well, howdy ho, how's it going? Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore, and I'm joined here with my lovely co-host, Maria Casillas, and we are here to uh, drop some bombs on you guys. It's going to be a good episode today, and we're excited for it. Um, Before we get into anything, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping and just remind you guys that if you haven't joined our Facebook group, um, just know that you should. You know, like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, It's free to join. (laughs) Um, It's called The Financial Coaches Community buy new money habits. So, you know, if you're on Facebook and you want to be a part of a community with like-minded coaches who are all trying to be the best versions of themselves and be the best coaches for these amazing people that we serve, then that is the place to be. And in case you missed it, recently we also dropped a new online course for those of you who are trying to get started as a financial coach or get your next paying client. And we simply called it getting started as a financial coach. So you can find that resource for a free webinar to learn more about that um, in the show notes, in the Facebook group, on our website, all that kind of stuff. Uh, You can find that there. And, uh, you know, it's a free webinar to watch, free webinar to learn, and a free free webinar to start executing uh, your business in the most amazing way there uh, possible. So with all that being said, Maria, how you doing? I'm doing really well. I noticed that you said howdy ho when we walked in to this particular episode. And I'm like, you know, I just got back from Texas several weeks ago. I would think you you were the one who got back from Texas. (laughs) But thanks for the glimpse backwards a little bit. Yeah. All of our Texas (laughs) listeners are like, we don't say howdy ho. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, actually, I never heard one person say that when we were there. I uh, heard lots mm-hmm. of y'alls, though, and um, oh, yeah. cute, cute accent. I love it. Love it. Yes. So anyway, I, I won't tell you about the other woman from England that we got to talk to um, and all of her accent and how we we literally talked about poo for like an hour. And mm. I thought only only with somebody who calls it poo can you talk about that for an hour and actually right. have it be a fun conversation. So right. anyway, I digressed. I <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry about that, but happy to be here with you today, and I look forward to all that we have to offer our audiences today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So today's a today's gonna be a good one. So if you're listening and you have the ability to take notes, I would recommend that you break that out right now. Um, if you don't have the ability, I would recommend that you come back to this and that you then take notes when you can, um, because yeah. today what we're going to be talking about is. One of the most important aspects of, you know, owning a financial coaching business, it's not the most important, but it's definitely like, it's definitely up there, which is basically the idea of creating new clients and doing that through converting prospects into clients through your consultations, right? Mm-hmm. So what I thought would be kind of cool is just to kind of share um, what I personally do if you're cool with it, Maria, but I I would like to share what I personally do with my consultations to get people from interested in learning more to instead taking inspired action and signing up for coaching. 
Is that cool for you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it'll be great. Okay. Interested cool. to inspired. I love it. That's right. Interested to inspired. Mm-hmm. It's a good alliter- <laughs> alliteration. I like it that. It is. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to jump right in so we can make this uh, as time efficient as possible because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, okay. So first and foremost, when you when you do get someone to book a consultation with you, it's probably a good idea to have them fill out like some sort of uh, like application. You know, um, I call it an application, but when I communicate it with these people, I call it a questionnaire instead because it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know I don't want them to feel like they're applying to talk to me. You know, it's it's just a questionnaire. You know. Um, but having something to gather some basic information to see where they're at, you know, so, um, for example, like with my questionnaires, my applications, um, I ask a series of questions and I can actually just pull them up right now so I can kind of share with you what they, what they look like one second here. Um, so some of the things that I would ask would be like, you know, what's your name? Uh, what's your spouse's name? What's your email? What's your phone number? You know, getting all their information, right? Um, then I would maybe ask something like, what's the biggest thing that you're looking to improve with your finances? Uh, another question would be, what's the ideal place that you want your finances to be? Um, another question would be, what's the biggest obstacle that you're facing in your finances right now? So those three questions kind of give us like a little snapshot of like, you know, what's the thing you want to have it or what's the thing that you want to have? And also what's the thing that's making it the most difficult for you. So you have that information before you even hop on the phone call with them. That's very, very important. Um, then it is, uh, you know, basically like, you know, you ask them, okay, so give us some basic information. So what, what's your income look like? Um, you know, what kind of debts do you have? you know, the amounts on the debts and the, the amounts of the payments, how much do you have in savings? Or do you have any investments? And, you know, what's your living situation look like? Are you renting? Do you have a mortgage? And how much is it? That gives us the basic information to really help us paint a good picture for, um, you know, their overall financial situation. Um, then from there, I would also ask them, like, how long have you been struggling with this? Because that's really important to know. Like if it's someone who's struggling with something for a month, they're probably not going to be as like motivated to fix the situation as someone who would maybe answer that question and say my entire life, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I also ask a few questions around the idea of investing into coaching just to kind of prime them a little bit to understand that, Hey, not saying that this will go here, but it could go here. So I have questions that say something like, if someone asked you to spend money in order to, you know, um, get XYZ result, you would blank and then give them the few options. So, you know, it'd be something like avoid it at all cost, or I'd be a little bit intimidated, but with the proven system, I would do it because I'm serious about solving this issue. Or it could be something like, I would know that it's what any serious person would do who wants to create the life that they want to create. Something like that. Give them a few options. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would say, and that's a good thing to have just because like you want to know where they're at. You know, if someone answers that they're going to avoid it at all costs, then you probably know that they're not going to be interested in getting uh, financial coaching. But if someone says, 
hey, like I know this is what any person would do who wants success, then they're probably motivated to to enter your program, right? Mm-hmm. So you're doing a little mm-hmm. bit of a gauge there. Um, I would also ask them to confirm that they're going to show up to the appointment on time and distraction free. Uh, if they have a spouse, make sure that you you know understand. Make sure that you make it a commitment that like, hey, I require that both parties are on the call. I don't want to talk to just the husband or just the wife. I want to talk to both of you if both of you make financial decisions together, right? And then lastly, I do like a little funny question just to like lighten it up. So my personal one is like, hey, on a, on a scale of one to Ryan Reynolds, how awesome are you? You know, <laughs> just, to, just to lighten it up a little bit. It doesn't have to be that exactly, mm-hmm. but something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But just mm-hmm. having a good um, application. You know, so that you you kind of have a good understanding of like where their financial position is before you hop on the call. You know what they're struggling with. You know what their goals are, um, and uh, you know you know what their level of investment is. You know if they're if they're ready to invest or not. Does that does mm-hmm. all that make sense, Maria? Yep. Yep. There's just a couple other things that I include on mine, um, but some of them are just worded a little bit differently. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think you've you've hit most of that. One thing that I was um, that I think I heard missing that I put on mine is well, two things. One, an early money memory that they have, and mm-hmm. it just kind of mm-hmm. gives me an idea of like where might some of what they're dealing with have started from. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, what have you tried in the past? So I think like if we have somebody who says, I've been dealing with this all my life or um, you know, versus the one month, if we say, what have you tried in the past and what has kind of tripped you up in there, then we can kind of have an idea. Are they of the victim mentality where everything just happened to them and it wasn't their fault? Or are they able to take responsibility for what they tried that didn't go right? Can they just shift a little bit? So um, you and I have talked a lot about in the past psychographics versus just demographics. And I really appreciate how uh, you obviously grabbed a lot of the demographics. The questions that you asked in addition to that would help you to identify some of those psychographics and, um, uh, sorry, psychodemographics. And this is where um, I think just having a couple more of those sprinkled in is where I'm I'm trying to go with that as well. But yeah, other than that, it sounds very, very similar to what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And those are really good suggestions too. And something to keep in mind is that like, these are just what we do, you know? Um, mm-hmm you can you can do exactly that if you'd like or you can kind of use it as inspiration and create your own you know but i think yeah. it's important get creative to know, with it yeah i think it's important to have those kind of pillars like where you at where you been where you want to go you know yeah um so if you have those three pillars then that's a good application now as far as the actual consultation goes the way that i handle things is my consultations are a little bit longer they're about like an hour and a half or so, about 90 minutes. Um, and mm-hmm. the reason for that is because I kind of go in a few different sections. So section number one is just verifying everything with the application. You go through it pretty quickly. It shouldn't take very long, 15 mm-hmm. or 20 minutes. You know, you just say, hey, this is what this said. Is that correct? Is that correct? Is that correct? I need a little bit more clarity on this. You know, you told me you had you know, credit card debt, but what does that exactly entail? You know, like how many credit cards, how much do you owe? What are your payments? You know, get a little bit more clarity. Um, And then I also like to add in a few questions that weren't on the 
application, um, just for the sense of, you know, opening up this call and not having it feel like, cool, you, su- you submitted a form and we're just going to jump right in, right? Like, I want to like yeah. massage it a little Super bit. Super important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the two questions I add in before we get to the meat of the call are when you think about everything that you have going on with your finances, what sorts of thoughts, feelings, or emotions come to you? You know, and, and a lot of people will say like, you know, I'm, it brings me anxiety. I'm stressed. I feel like I'm not making traction. I have like, you know, shame around it, like stuff like that. Right. That's really mm-hmm. important to understand. Very, very important. Cause you're going to dig into that later on in the call. Um, and then the second question I would ask is if you had to be a hundred percent honest with yourself, what do you feel is currently holding you back from being where you ultimately want to be with your money. And that's really telling. Maybe someone will say, I have an impulse buying issue, right? Just for an example. Mm -hmm. But narrowing that down to where you basically say, what's the number one thing that you need help with? That's essentially what you're asking, right? And then they give you that information and then you have all the things that you need to then get into the meat of this consultation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So talking about the meat, this is where things get really, really interesting. Um, basically, what I do is I take all of that information and I really actually focus mostly on those two extra questions that um, I added in. The rest of the stuff is good for me to know. Because I need to know, like, you know, mm-hmm. where they're at and also give them, like, a forecast of what I think is possible for them and stuff like that, right? But mm-hmm. those two questions, how are you feeling and also what's holding you back? That's what I lean into for the meat of the call. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, is that you take their answer and you peel back those layers. That's the really important part. So if someone says, hey, I have a lot of guilt you would say something along the lines of like, hey, like you mentioned that you felt guilty. I want to kind of dig a little bit deeper into that and fully understand that because that's definitely affecting what's going on with your finances. So you start asking them questions like, what exactly do you feel guilty about? And then they'll say something Mm -hmm. and then you peel back another layer. You know, you keep asking open-ended questions, not yes or no questions, but open-ended questions. And then same thing if someone said that they have a spending problem, you'd want to do the same thing there. You know, like, okay, so what does a spending problem look like? They'll let you know. And then you, you know, would peel back a layer, you'd peel back a layer, you'd peel back a layer. Now, the intention with this is for you to fully understand their situation and what's going on that might be affecting them and causing their finances to not be in an ideal, ideal spot but also for them to discover it themselves. It's really, really important. They're not looking for someone to tell them what's wrong with them, Mm -hmm. but you need to really get them to realize what's going on that's causing these issues for themselves. That's really, really important, right? Yeah. It's it's the self-created aha moment. Yes. Yes, because if you can do that, then they take ownership of it. And if they have ownership Mm -hmm. of that, then, you know, the likelihood of them actually doing something about it is a lot higher because it's their idea, not yours. Mm -hmm. You know, 
But I like to do this in a fashion of two different sides, focusing on these two questions and, and digging deeper and peeling back those layers. I would like to call this like the heaven and the hell. You know, so the first thing I do is I bring them through hell. <laughs> you know, so for example, if someone were to be talking about their spending habits, you know, I would maybe after getting a little bit more clarity on like what those look like, what's causing it, I would follow up with asking certain questions like, hey, like what's the opportunity cost of you spending this money? You know, like what else could you do with it? What kind of life would it be giving you? What would it mean to your kids? You know, like what's the opportunity cost? Because there is an opportunity cost with this, right? Mm -hmm. So you get them to feel that pain. You get them to, to kind of sit in that reality of like, I could have this, this could be something for my family, but it's not because this is going on. And that sucks to hear. It sucks to feel, but it's important for them to feel that pain. Right. Mm -hmm. Same thing with something like guilt, you know, like, why do you feel guilty? And then they unpack that and you kind of, you know, work it in a way towards like, so with all this guilt that you have, how is this affecting your marriage? You know, and really dig into that. Like you bring them through the hell, right? Mm -hmm. And make them feel that pain. And then once you once you think that they really feel the pain, that's when you kind of flip the script. And then you present this heaven, right? And you're like, okay, so what if we were to be able to get these things figured out? What if we were to be able to have you heal from these things? What would that mean for your marriage? What would that mean mm -hmm. for the opportunities that you could provide for yourself or your family? What would you be able to do? Where'd you be able to go? What would the how the dynamic in the house look like? Right? Like all that kind of stuff, right? And now they're getting mm -hmm. excited. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. So you take them through pain, which then motivates them to understand, I need to fix this. And then you bring them through the heaven, which gets them excited to fix it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, I've got another alliteration for you, and it's from pains to possibilities. And Ooh, good one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're on one today. <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to what you have, giving you what I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you'd have that conversation. And then once both of those are accomplished, you know, the pain and the possibilities, or the heaven and the hell. Um then what I do is I say, okay, I appreciate you being so open, vulnerable, transparent with me. I really understand everything now. So I want to give you some feedback. And I tell them I'm going to break this down into two different sections. One piece of the feedback is going to be pretty much solely focused on the finances. So this is what you have going on. This is what you know you would need to do in order to accomplish your goals. And here's like a estimated timeline as to what I kind of think might be possible for you. Right. And mm -hmm. most of the time it's pretty exciting for people because a lot of people, they feel like they're going to be stuck forever. You know? So if you mm -hmm. tell someone, Hey, like you might be able to get out of this in you know, a couple years or maybe even less than a year. That's very, very exciting for someone. Now, obviously you need to make sure that they understand, like you don't have a crystal ball. I'm just working with numbers. I don't know what's mm -hmm. going to happen in the future. Could be, mm -hmm. could be sooner, but it could be longer too. 
But just working with the numbers, this is what I'm seeing. This is what the calculator is telling me, you know? Can I hit pause on that for a second? Yeah. Um, because that's actually one of the notes I just took to bring you back. But since you kind of brought it up anyway, I appreciate it. Um, what do you use? I'm sure our listeners are kind of curious. I know you just said a calculator, but what is, if any form, do you use to give them the estimated timeline? Or is it just you kind of eyeballing it? Or do you kind of just give, you know, a range that you're giving to most of your potential clients anyway? I'm curious to know that. And I bet someone else is too. Yeah, I use a calculator. <laughs> okay. So, so, well, that's super sophisticated. No, yeah. I, I'm just kidding. Well, what do you put I, I into the calculator? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're asking like, how do I figure that out, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, with all the information that they gave me before, you know, like they gave me how much their payments are on their debts. They gave me their income. They gave me, um, you know, uh, what their mortgage or rent payment is. Mm-hmm. I have all of that. So basically, what I do is I start with the income. I subtract all of those expenses. And then from there, depending on their family situation, I kind of do like a rough estimate as to how much daily living expenses that they might need. So, if, you know, groceries, gas, car insurance, phone bill, subscriptions, spending money, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. For a single mm-hmm. person, I might say like, hey, maybe they need, you know, somewhere between 1500 to two grand for that a month. A married couple with two kids, maybe it's somewhere between, you know, 2000 to 3000, something like that, you know? So I kind of do like an estimate there and I say okay. that from this, from the, uh, uh, income as well. And then whatever's left over is what I call the financial power, also mm-hmm. known as the surplus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I do okay. is I, I take that surplus, I take the, uh, minimum payments that they're paying on their debts. And I uh, take the total amount of debt that they owe and I divide it by the surplus and the payments on the debts. I get a certain number and then I'll um, multiply that by like 25% because I want to take into account of interest rates. And that will give you a number of months. So the calculator might say 17 point blah, 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 blah. And it just says, hey, it's 17. year and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I'm actually really thrilled to hear that you're estimating some of that. And the reason I say that is because I've seen some coaches go ahead and ask for all of those details in much. what they would call the application before yeah. they even have this consultation. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that I could see being the person on the other side of that being like, I don't even really know you that well. I don't know that I want to give you all of those details yet. But also, that's a lot of work on the side of the coach for somebody who they haven't even gotten yeah. to and sign it's, up. So, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. And a lot of people don't even know what they spend. That's the other right. side of it. Right. It's like, yes. It's like, yes. How, how, you're asking me this, but I don't even know. That's why I'm yes. coming to you. You know, like, yes, exactly, exactly. So out of curiosity, do you then when you tell them it could take longer, it could be faster. Do you let them know approximately where you're getting your numbers from? And and the reason I'm asking that is because if they have, like you said, a spending problem in this particular area, mm-hmm. then they haven't really told you about that before they had before you had done some yep. of the calculations, you're letting them kind of see a glimpse into the future as to what may need to be Yep. Shifted or cut back a little bit. Okay, good. What I do is I walk them through that. I'm like, so starting with your income, we subtract this, we subtract this, we subtract this. And then I'm going to say we subtract an additional X amount of dollars for your daily living. 
And I explain okay. what that is. And I always ask them, I say, do you think that X amount of dollars is fair? Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. they would say, yeah, that sounds right. I'm like, okay, great. Because if that's the case, then what the numbers are telling us is that you should have, you know, a thousand dollars at the end of every month. Right. And then they hear that and they're like, what? And I'm like, so that's the good news. The good news <laughs> is that that money's there. The bad news is that <laughs> something's happening to it and it's not working yeah. for you yet. Keyword is yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. But if we get it to work for you and when we get it to work for you, this is what I'm seeing what's possible for you. Insert timeline. Right? Yeah. So that's what I do for the first part of the feedback is I do that and then I get their reaction to it. How does that mm-hmm. sound? Most people mm-hmm. are excited. They're like, I don't even, you know, that sounds great, but how do I do it? And that's where you go into the second part of the feedback, which is you're pulling it from the meat of that conversation, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the heaven and hell, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose of you having that is for you to identify a few things that are currently missing for them that they really need in order to turn things around. So for example, if I have a conversation with someone and I'm like, okay, this person needs three things because they don't have this right now. Number one, they need to transform their relationship with money. They've got some stuff from their past that is just stripping them from their power and it's causing a lot of money issues. That might be one, right? Um, Maybe they don't have any sort of budget, you know? So I'd be like, that's something that's missing that you really need, you know? Um, And then maybe, you know, they just don't really, they don't really have like the, um, like the internal why, you know, like Mm -hmm. maybe their surface level reason for getting out of debt is because they just don't want to be stressed. Well, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be strong enough, right? So you need to kind of like lean into that. So the second part of the feedback is where the the real magic happens. You know, you you say this is what's missing. Without these things, you're going to keep experiencing what you're experiencing. But with them, you're going to have a higher likelihood of getting that timeline that we talked about accomplished. Right. And here's what these three things look like. You know, paint it out for them, make sure they understand, and then stop and say, "What's your feedback on that?" They'll be like, "Man, I never even thought about that. Like that makes total sense. Like all this kind of stuff, right? Now they're getting really excited. They're getting inspired. And at that point, that's where you say, hey, I wasn't sure what you're looking for on this call. If you're just looking to get some feedback, great. You know, I'm happy to be that person and just help you. But everything that I just outlined is exactly how I help people. And if you're looking for someone to kind of walk with you and to teach you these things and to help guide you and to hold you accountable and help you grow. um, And if you're curious about what my program looks like, I'd be more than happy to unpack that with you. What are you thinking? Most people say, yeah, I'm down to learn more, right? Like, tell me about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And then you go into your whole pitch, right? So from there, you know, you'd outline the structure of your program, how long, how many meetings, you know, what it all entails, that kind of stuff. Keep it brief. That's not the important stuff. Just keep it brief. Then from there, you get into the investment side. And this is where it gets super duper duper important, right? It's like mm-hmm. the most important part, right? So the way that I handle this idea of investments is I, I do something called a fast action discount. Now, there's different thought processes on that. Some people love it. Some people don't think it's a great idea. 
I personally love it. And basically what that means is, is that like, I'll just kind of walk you through it, you know? So what I'll say is like, Hey, I'm going to go into this investment. Um, but just be a little bit patient with me because it's a few incentives that I have for you. So the first number you're going to hear not going to be the final number, right? Um, and then I'll kind of just get through it and we can talk about which option works best for you. They'll say, okay. So I'll say something along the lines. I'll just throw out random numbers. So maybe I'll say, um, Hey, you know, this program, what I ask people to invest is $5,000. Now, what I, now what, um, well, what was I going to say? It's $5,000. <laughs> now, if you were to make the decision to move forward with coaching and really investing in yourself, I do have a few incentives and you do this today. I do have a few incentives and the incentives basically look like this. If you're ready to move forward today, I would take off a thousand dollars. So it comes down to 4,000 and I'm happy to do that in an installment plan to make it more digestible for you. And we can talk about that. Um, if you'd like, you know, getting started with this program is the hardest part, but once you get in it, it's going to be really, it's going to flow really well for you. And I take a lot of pride in doing what, what works best for you. So we can talk more about that. However, if you do have the ability to invest into this in full, I would take off an additional thousand dollars, which would drop it down from 5,000 all the way down to 3,000. And that's a one and done thing. You make the one time investment, you hop into the program with everything at your disposal, and you absolutely crush it starting from day one, right? Now, the only caveat that I have with this is that I only make these incentives available to people if they decide to move forward today. That's the only caveat. And I don't do that to pressure you. It's not a salesy thing. Like this is not a sale for me. This is a relationship that we're building. I do this because I know who I love working with. I love working with people who take inspired action. I love working with people who are tired of dealing with what they're dealing with. I love working with people who are ready, who are motivated, who are going to take action, and who are going to really, really create their best future starting today. Because it's those people who hop into the program and get real results really quickly. So that's why I do that today. So I'm looking at your situation and I'm telling you, I feel 274% confident that I can not only help you achieve these goals, but that you are going to step into this. You're going to experience a true transformation and you are going to absolutely crush it moving forward. But it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what you think. So my question to you is, is this something that you truly want to accomplish? And if so, which option works best for you? And how can I support you? And then you stop and you wait. And then you talk through it, right? There's the back and forth, right? The dance. There's the dance. <laughs> and eventually, if someone does want to move forward, um, I have three phases that I do. First is that I acknowledge them. So I say something along the lines of like, great. Like we can talk about next steps, but first I just want to say this and just acknowledge them because they're taking a risk, you know, like they're taking a big step and it's probably intimidating for them, you know? So I always like to acknowledge them for their courage, acknowledge them for, you know, taking a stand for themselves, acknowledge them for wanting to create this better life, you know, and let them know that like, I understand how they feel. I've invested into coaching myself before. It can be intimidating. 
but you have a lot of courage here. And that's why I know that you're going to do really well in this program. Mm -hmm. Right. So acknowledge them first, then talk about next steps, you know, then say, all right, I'm going to send you an email, you know, with a agreement and, you know, we'll get you on the calendar and, you know, like we'll collect payment and all that kind of stuff. So go through that. And then after you've collected the payment, after you've gotten all the information, I like to tell them one thing. And then I also like to ask them to do one thing. The thing I like to tell them is that I say, hey, before we get started, you're probably going to be excited and you're probably going to be telling people about what you're doing. And there's going to be certain people in your life that are going to be really happy for you. And there's going to be certain people in your life that don't get it. They're going to be like, why are you doing that? You don't need that. Or like, I need to get your money back. Yeah. Or they're going to say something like, wait a second, you're paying someone to help you with your finances. That doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense. Right. Like they're going to say all this kind of stuff. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. important to understand that they're going to try and take your dream away from you out of love. But the fact of the matter is, is that they're not living your life. They're not having your situation. They're not feeling what you're feeling. And they weren't on this phone call. So they don't get a vote. You took an amazing step forward. You stood up for yourself. Don't let them take this power away from you. Expect it, but don't let them. Right? So I always tell them that. Because that's going to be a huge thing for buyer's remorse or backing out. Right. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can beat that to the punch, that's going to be really, really important. And the thing I ask them to do is I tell them, I want you to take the next five minutes, five minutes, break out a piece of paper and pen and make a list. Now in this list, I tell them all the time, I need you to be in a certain mindset. And the mindset's this, all these things that you're trying to accomplish, maybe they're trying to get out of debt and build savings, Right. I want you to put yourself in the shoes that all this debt's gone and that you have that savings in the bank and that it's already happened, like you're currently living it. And on this list, I want you to write down how it feels, what it's going to say about yourself, what it's going to do for your marriage, what it's going to do for your kids, what you're going to be able to do, where you're going to be able to go, all that kind of stuff. Just start jotting it down. Right. And when you're done, take a picture of it and send it to me. And the reason I do this is because when they do that and they start really visualizing their life at their end goal, it's going to be really, really difficult to justify walking away from that. (laughs) Again, taking away the buyer's remorse. And I have them send it to me for two reasons. One, so I know that they did it. (laughs) And two, because I actually use that list as a tool in my coaching. Of course. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it it accomplishes a lot, right? So throughout that entire process, you know, you're, you're getting them in, you're acknowledging them, you get them, you know, figured out with next steps. And then you're essentially like, putting in your own insurance policy Mm -hmm. on the tail end of like, this is what people are going to say, expect it. Don't let them take this away from you. And also, Hey, talk, let's talk about this dream life. Mm -hmm. Let's not let that, let's not have you walk away from that. And that is what I found to be very, very effective with 
converting prospects into clients. I know yeah. that's a lot. No, it's beautiful. I really, I really appreciate you doing it. Um, I think that anybody who is just driving down the road or listening to this while walking on a treadmill is now going to realize that they need to go back and <laughs> write it down because ultimately, I mean, you gave everybody basically a script on what they can use. Now, I, I do believe that it's important to not just use scripts. <laughs> Because those are those are Cody's words from Cody's personality and you know Cody's clientele, etc. Uh, but but it really did at least provide an outline for people to you know kind of change up those scripts a little bit so it looks more like them. Yeah, it's, it's and a structure. It's a structure. Like it is a structure. You shouldn't use a script. You really shouldn't. Right. Um, right. But you, you gave one. <laughs> So, so, and yeah. I, I share that on purpose because, you know, like he said, do, don't use a script, but if you struggle with finding the words, write down the script that Cody gave, and then say that in your own way to, to, to kind of figure out what your own structure and way should look like um, and sound like. So, uh, so yeah, those, I, I think that that's, I yeah. think it's beautiful that you, the biggest thing you I want to say in regards to script, um, I don't use a script. Now, the reason that I said that, like, and it felt like, you know, a script, just like listening to it is because I've said it over and over and over. Yeah. Right. I know. I know. That's my point. Yes. Um, So they have to figure out like what feels right to say for them and then practice it over and over and over. And some of it can be, you know, with prospects, but some of it can be like with your spouse too, or your kids, you know, like just practice saying it and that because i've heard that too about like your pricing like practice saying that pricing especially if it's higher pricing and you're like oh i really don't i'm not super comfortable with that you've got to be able to say it out loud many many times in order to get comfortable with that yeah my biggest thing is that whatever you say it needs to be genuine Mm -hmm. and it needs to come from the heart Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. it just needs to you know, so if there's anything that I had said that you're like, and it sounds cheesy, you know, or I don't know if I would do that or if I'd say that, then don't say it, you know, like yeah, find something else to say that is unique to you, you know, like that's, that's the biggest thing. Cause if you were to take something from someone else and try and present it to someone, um, to get them to sign up, they're going to feel it, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to feel it. But if <laughs> it's coming from a place in your heart that you're genuine, you know, you're, um, this word is thrown out, thrown out a lot nowadays, but authentic. if you're authentic, right. <laughs> I knew it was um, coming. <laughs> it's, it's, it, then they're going to feel that too. You yeah. know? So that's the biggest thing there. But as far as structure goes, yeah. I mean, you know, like application, review application, get to the meat, the heaven and the hell, give them feedback on the finances, give them feedback on the heaven and the hell. Um, and then, in, you know, present the idea of coaching and then, you know, uh, give the structure of your program, unpack the investment, and then close the loop. That's the structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I may, there's one thing I just wanted to say at the end of what you said. Now I feel like I'm going back and then we'll, we'll close it out. Uh, but one of the things I really love about the end part where you have them send the picture to you, uh, you, you kind of touched on a little bit, but I just want to dig in a little bit more. It's that idea that it doesn't, you know, you told them that other people are going to start doubting themselves, them, right? And, mm-hmm. and that this is kind of a way to help with that buyer's remorse. But I think 
one of the other pieces that happens when you have them take that picture for the, for you and send it to them to to you for themselves is it allows them to it allows you to help them when the old them starts resurfacing and doubting what they're accomplishing and doubting all of that. And I know that that's probably what you were referencing when you said, I use it as a tool later on. Um, But I just wanted to put that out there so that you guys can hear where Cody's coming from. And I was hoping that that's where you were going with it. Um, So yeah, just to, to put it there and say this, this is what you are capable of. Don't let that old you, that old person talk you back out of something like this. And it probably, it will happen with buyer's remorse, yes. But I'm talking about like, you know, two, three, five months down the road when mm-hmm. the, all of the the roller coaster stuff comes back in and life knocks them back on their butts. Remind them that this is what they're capable of. Yeah. And that's exactly how I use it. Exactly. You know, um, it's for those moments to where, like you said, like the old you starts Mm -hmm. to creep back and, you know, it's a great tool. It's a great tool. So, and I agree because it came from the time it came from that. And and half the time they probably forget that they even did it. Like, yeah. Right. And I, I think that's one of the things like, oh, it's just this checking the box. I'm in that moment of I'm sending them the money. I'm checking the box. Here's what he told me to do. It was my homework. But they forget that they did it. And then six months down the road, when you bring it back up, it's like, oh, yeah, that that was me. So I just wanted to hone in on that just a little bit more before we let go. So thank you for letting me do that. Anything else that you want to make sure that you highlight before we close up today? It's been a jam-packed session today. Yeah, the only other thing I'll add is that um, your first time doing this, you're not going to be good. Yes, Just probably so second or 10th or So I give you permission 12. to fail and I give you mm-hmm. permission to be bad, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the more you do it, the better you'll get. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we talked about that last week, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Consistency, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, be confident with it. When you get to the place to where you throw out your investment, you know, whether it be a larger amount or, you know, a smaller amount or whatever, you know, like be confident with it. You know, like, don't say like, oh, you know, like what I, what I ask people to invest, um, would be $5,000. No, no, you say say it like, so what I ask people to invest is $5,000. Be confident with it, own it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because they're going to feel that they're going to feel that. So that's the only other thing I would add is like, understand you're not going to be good at first. You're going to get better, but overall own it, be confident. Yeah. Amen. All right. All right, you guys. I hope that you got as much out of that as we know that you did. (laughs) We look forward to seeing you in our group and we look forward to seeing you next week for another great episode of the Financial Coaches Podcast. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.